Very interesting topics this morning. Actually, very relevant ones that come out of these uh, three seifim over here, Zayin, Ches, and Tes, which are, are, are uh, relevant to all of us. Anyone that's ever had experience with the, uh, working with Valley Tshuva, in particular, um, very, very pertinent things over here. Um, let's just start with Zayin. The Shulchan Aruch Paskins, You can't teach Torah to a student who is not hagun, who is not befitting, who is not a, a, a proper student. What does it mean? Who is an improper student? I mean, speak to Rebbeim, speak to, you know, people that give a shir. Have you ever had a proper student? Have you ever had, you know, somebody would consider Talmud hagun? Shulchan Aruch Paskins, you can't teach a Torah to a Talmud who is not hagun, who is not uh, befitting, tzukapast. What is the definition of being hagun? So we kind of have to infer that from the second half. First, first, make sure he, he, he comes back. Lamutov, um, make sure he does tshuva first. Okay, implying that the Talmud that's not hogan is the one who needs to do tshuva. Make, give him, give him a, a, a proper course in life. Um, you know, set him straight. Then you check him out. Is he hogan? Is he going in the straight and narrow path? The straight and fair path? The straight and appropriate path? Is he doing, is it, was he choyser lamutov? Is he doing the right things? And then you can start teaching him. So Shulchan Aruch is paskining over here. You're not allowed to teach a Talmud Sha'ina Hogan. We don't have Noise Kalim that, you know, bring down any dissenting opinions over here. And the definition of a Talmud Sha'ina Hogan seems to be a student who is um, not on the right path. He's not on the right path. So the immediate question is, how does anyone teach Torah to people that are not yet from? And how does anyone teach Torah to someone who is, you know, has not yet worked everything out? And, and, and is there anyone like this, as we said? Is there anyone like this? What? Eishat Torah. It's a cash on the whole institution. On the entire institution. That's right. And, 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 and we don't have a Ramah disagreeing. We don't have, you know, a, a Shach over here bringing someone else down. What, what do we do with the Shulchan Aruch? from the Shulchan Aruch. So a few things, just to be magder this, that this Isser, that you're not allowed to teach a Talmud Sha'ina Hagen. Um, and it comes from a Gemara. It's a, it's a Gemara that says this idea, that you're not allowed to teach Torah to a student who's inappropriate, who's not befitting. So uh, uh, first, uh, uh, first, right off the bat, right off the bat, um, uh, as it's implied from the way the Shulchan Aruch presents this, this is an Isser in a group setting. And you see the Shulchan Aruch says that, for, you know, try to straighten him out, try to help him out. Once he straightens out, It's implicit in the Shulchan Aruch that the Isser, uh, the way we understand this in Halacha, is in a yeshiva setting, in a group setting. Um, you, know, but in, 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 you know, in our formal um, institutional setting, that's when this Isser applies. If you're teaching him as a group, to get part of a group, part of a greater group, but one-on-one, I want to sit with them one-on-one, the Isra doesn't apply. Okay, so that, that's right off the bat. I want to work with this kid one-on-one, a kid who needs to be Chayzul mm-hmm. who needs to be brought back on the derech, who needs to become from. I, I can actually teach him Torah at the same time if I'm focusing on him, working on him in a one-on-one setting. That's, that's not where the Isra is. is Gezok Givorn, the Isra was said, as it's implicit here in Shulchan Aruch, in, in, in the base Medrash, when I'm teaching as a group. And by extension, or, or continuing that, that, uh, that, that diuk, um, it would seem that the, the, uh, the primary 
concern that we have over here is this influence on, 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 on other people. You know, the, the hashpa that he's going to have on those around him. You have a Talmud Sheino Hogan, a Talmud who is, you know, uh, off still. Um, I bring him to the base of I want to teach him as part of a group. I'm going to put him in my shear, and I'm going to teach the whole shear, and he's going to be part of that shear. He's going to have a bad hashpa on everyone else. My job as a Rebbe is to give over truth. My job as a Rebbe is to raise my, 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 my shear, the, the, the people that I'm teaching. This person, by putting him in that group, he's undermining my efforts. He's going against what I'm trying to do. He's going to bring everybody down. Okay, so it would seem two things. A, we have a header to do it on a one-on-one -on -one setting. And B, it would seem that the, the, the uh, concern that we have is his hashpa and everyone else. Taking that a step further, so who is this Talmud Sheinah Hogan? The Talmud Sheinah Hogan is one who's talking going to be a bad influence on the people around him. As it doesn't mean necessarily uh, someone who um, hasn't worked out Kolatarakula uh, yet, who, who's not proficient um, in Hilchas Bishol on Shabbos, in Hilchas Muktza, in Hilchas in, uh, Kashrus, um, who doesn't know all the ins and outs, and he's still making mistakes because he doesn't know a lot of the basics. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about somebody who has, who has issues, who has issues with Yiddishkeit. Who has a chip on his shoulder? Who who is who is has either ideological problems with Yiddishkeit? Who has an attitude about things in, in Yiddishkeit? Or who's not keeping a lot of things because because of those ideological problems? He has hashkafic, hashkafic problems or halachic problems. That's the person who's going to have a bad hash. But that's the Talmud Sheino Hogan, the guy who's not Hogan, who's not befitting to keep it. It's either because of the. Again, it's, it, the concern is the influence that he's going to have on others, and that, that comes down to, therefore, his attitude hashkavically, which, which may translate into his practice halachically. That's who we're talking about. Mimela. Mimela. What if, what if we're talking about our, our classic Tinuk Shanishba? The Tinuk Shanishba, whom most of the time, Ruba the Ruba, the time that we are dealing with in, in, with Bali Tshuva, in, in, yeshivas, in yeshiva settings and not yeshiva settings, and community settings, in the base medrash, in our Sunday morning breakfast and learn program, settings. You're dealing with what's called a Tinnik Shanishba. Generally, a Tinnik Shanishba is not regarded as a Talmud Sheinahogan because he doesn't have any ideological problems, generally. He's just, and I'm artsy, he's, 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 he is unfortunately um, ignorant of the majority of Kal Tarakula. But when we begin to educate him, when we begin to enlighten him, and we show him the beauty and, 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 and the truth and the meaning of, of Yiddishkeit, so he learns more, he accepts more, he gets into it more, and, and, um, we make him uh, into a shining example of a Kiddush Hashem. In general, a Tinnik Shanish was not called a, a Talmud Sheina Hogan because he doesn't have any real ideological problems. But someone who, as he becomes from, or as he becomes exposed, let's say, to Yiddishkeit, he, he does begin to develop issues, ideological issues, with, with aspects of Torah mitzvahs and, 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 and Judaism in Yiddishkeit. He could, in fact, become a Talmud Sheina Hogan. So that's something you have to be aware of. You have to be careful about that. Um, that could, in fact, be a Talmud Sheina Hogan. Um, in general, though, again, the Tinuk Shanishba, the classic Tinuk Shanishba that we deal with in the Baal Shuva Yeshivas and in community settings when we're trying to do Kiruv is not going to be the Tinuk Shanishba of the Shulchan Aruch because his issues are not those of, of ideology. His issues are those of ignorance. Um, also, Taking this a step further, if, 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 if as we were medayik from the Shulchan Aruch, the Isra is in a group setting, not an individual setting, what if the group, you're dealing with a group of, 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 of Tamidim that are not Hogun? The whole group is like this. So invite you, you wouldn't have a problem. 
right? If you have, let's say, a kvutza, you, you, want to, you, you, go to, uh, you go to Eish, you go to Esamech, you say, I want the toughest crowd, I want, I want the guys who are giving you the hardest time over here. And they select from all the shiurim, all the tamidim she'enim hagunim, right? All the guys that have the issues and the attitudes and, 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 and the, all, all the, the, they're confrontational, argumentative. And you make a kvutza of dafka of those guys, is Kenzain also, you know, Kenzain, if you put, if we remitzav everything together, we said that, that, that again, Shulchan Aruch would not be telling you that, 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 that you have a problem doing this because everyone here is in the same boat. I'm trying to work with everyone all together and, 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 and um, work out all the kinks that they have in their system to make them hagunim where they ain't them hagunim. Again, the Shulchan Aruch, the, the concern is taking a guy like that into a base medish where he's going to be a bad hashba. If everyone is, is in the same boat, it's very possible. Now, this is my own idea that I'm saying right now, by the way. This, this right now is, uh, is it's a chiddush, didn't perhaps, but, but Ken Zayn, you know, a person would have the right to say, I want to do the, uh, I want to I take the, uh, the, uh, the uh, what's it called, intensive care unit. I'm going to take the intensive care unit of uh, this particular Baal Shuvi Yeshiva. I'm going to focus on these guys. I'm, not, I'm taking them out of the base of medicine, making a kibbutz of the guys who are all um, are in the same category of not being hogun, and no one's going to bring anyone down. They've already, they're already hit rock bottom. If, if you start to succeed with these kids, and one of them, two of them, three of them, Baruch Hashem, begin to grow, so you'd have to send them back to the, uh, the, the, the release from intensive care, send them back to the, the shiurim that are going to be able to work with them um, in, a, in a setting of tamidim hagunim, of appropriate befitting tamidim. At that point, you'd have to separate them out from the ones that are enim hagunim. Um, also pointed out with, with, with the, with the Paiske mentioned over here, the very interesting idea is that, and again, it's very meduik in the Shulchan Aruch, this is so that you're not allowed to teach a Tamad She'eno Hagun is an Isra in the Rebbe. It's an Isra in the Rebbe. The Rebbe is not allowed to teach a Tamad She'eno Hagun. If I have a shir, there's a kid, in, you know, in, in my shir, there's, there's a, 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 a bacher who, who has a real attitude, real attitude, and it's, you know, bring everybody else down, it's souring the whole situation, so I'm not allowed to teach him. I, I, I have to request a shear that doesn't have this kid in it. I have to try to restructure the shear that I don't have that person who's a bad influence on everyone else. That's my obligation. What about his obligation from his perspective? He, he has an attitude. He has, he has a, he's, he's, he's a, you know, is, is uh, someone who likes to challenge and, and he has ideological issues and hashkafic issues and he's, he's constantly challenging different halachas and ideas in Yiddishkeit. But nevertheless, you know, he has a determination. He wants to learn. Maybe he wants to absorb. And he's, he's learning Hilchas Tamatar. And Hilchas Tamatar tells him, as we started in the many weeks ago, he has an obligation to learn called Tarkula. So I, I throw him out of the shear. I throw him out of my shear because I'm not allowed to have a Tamatar in a hogan in my shear. I'm not allowed to have someone in my shear that undermines the shear, that, that undermines what I'm trying to do, that brings everybody down. His obligation is to get back into the shear. And the Shulchan Harav actually speaks out that he's supposed to do whatever he can. I throw him out. He's supposed to do whatever he can to push his way back in. Even though he's Eino Hogan. Avadi has an obligation to become Hogan, but in the meantime that he's Talmud Sha'eno Hogan, he still has all these issues and challenges and, and ideological uh, disputes, he's still supposed to try to push his way back into the Shir. And, and this is actually, we learned this from Rabbi Shubin Prachyo, who was the, 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 the Rebbe of Yashka, the, 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 the uh, Gemara and Saita. We learned from there that if a, the Rebbe comes in one day, uh, when is the Rebbe supposed to do this? Is, when is he supposed to... Um, make sure that his shear has been filtered properly, that he doesn't have the tamashay to hagan. Not at the moment, and not at that moment in time. In other words, if he comes to shear one day and he sees this this kid is back again, the one that he told him not to come back, he doesn't throw him out in the middle of shear. Not in the middle of shear. It's done quietly outside of shear, 
And as the Gemara tells us, it's supposed to be, you know, you, you, you push away with the left hand, you, you embrace with the right hand. It has to be done with the right balance of making it clear that I'm doing this because I have a responsibility to all the Talmidim and a responsibility to you as well. And I'd love you to come back at the right time. But it's not done B'Sha'as Maisa. So if the, the Rebbe did a request from a certain Talmud that he's not allowed to be there in Shear because he's bringing the Shear down and he comes one day, the, 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 the Talmud is there, then you don't throw somebody out in the middle of Shear. That is pushing away B'Shteyadayim. You're not supposed to push away with both hands and uh, the Gemara says that, that uh, Rabbi Shub and Prach actually did that to, to, to Yashki, pushed him away with both hands, and the Rebbe is supposed to have that ideal balance of the right hand embracing, the left hand pushes, and the right hand embraces both at the same time. But very interesting, though, kind of uh, dichotomy over here. My job is to make sure that that kid's not my shear. His job is to make sure that he isn't my shear. So it could be a constant struggle going back and forth, and that, that may perpetuate itself. He has ideological problems with Yiddishkeit that come out also halachically. Well, even if they don't come out halachically, but he challenges. Eino Hagen is he brings the people around him down. He's, he's undermining what I'm trying to do. The Tinek Shinishba generally doesn't apply to it. That you, could, you, you could create a Talmud Eino Hagen out of the Tinek Shinishba. Someone who's ignorant is not who we're talking about. But sometimes you, you try to educate someone who's ignorant and you teach them about Hilchus Bayer and they say, what, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, so then you made him and now, now he's a Talmud Shein Hagen. But maybe he'll say, oh, that's so I understand that. You know, you show him the hashkafa behind it, you show him the meaning behind it, and then he'll say, oh, that's a beautiful halacha. Wow, that's nice. Depends how he's challenging and questioning. Well, we want challenge, we like challenges and questions, but if he's challenging and questioning in a way of rejecting it, he rejects it. He like dismisses it. He makes it a vet. Yeah. Right, right, right. Maybe challenges. I, I didn't mean right. We we no, and we love challenges. We love people that challenge us. Right. It means making a vet, like dismissive, dismissing it. Right, that's right, that's right. Dismissive, if he's dismissive. He makes choizik, he makes leitzanis. So I remember, you know, back in my Yesha days, there was a tekufa. I, I, I gave a shear. I gave a gemara shear. And my gemara shear wasn't, uh, you know, there were the, at different levels. You know, the, the people that have come in that don't know which way to hold the gemara, right? Which way is up, which way is down, which way is right, which way is left. And it goes all the way to like a smicha program. People, Baruch Hashem, they steig, they, they become, uh, they gain independence. Gemara shi taisis, rishayinam, achrayinam. All the way, people can stick around for years. Um, people do stick around for years. I was just there last week. Actually, there's only one person that's still there from my Takufa. What? Max? No. No. Andre. Andre. Um, he's the only one that's still there, really. Um, he has a Jewish name. Yeah. Listen, this is not, you know. Um, the name is, that's a different discussion for a different time. The name is a, name is a different, uh, name is a, a sugyo. It's a sugyo, your name. He has a Jewish name. Anyway, um, so, so uh, you know, the levels go up and up and up and up. I, I, I gave a shear, which was, uh, for most of my tenure there, was like in the middle. And then the last few years, it was, it was uh, one of the, it was like the, the one right before the highest shear. Um, but, but I saw this a lot. Um, I wasn't dealing with a, the people that were coming right, you know, fresh and off the street, fresh from the wall. 
was dealing with, with people who were already there long enough. They were committed. They were in. They were, they were sold. They were hooked. They wanted to shtag. They wanted to learn. And they were very excited to learn. They would come and make a hachan in the morning. We would say, I would give them a gemara shir. And then later on, when it went up a few notches, they were being making gemara shi taisis with rishonim. And I saw more than once, there were tekufas where I had one guy in the shir who somehow managed to like infiltrate my shir. Managed to slip through the system undetected. And he made my shir, but he still had an attitude. There was an attitude of like, like Revelia Bear is saying, there is a question where you chance the way Rashi doesn't make any sense, Tyson doesn't make any sense. That's what we want that, right? You know we want that, right? There's anyone that exemplifies how much we want that. This is, we have, it's, we know you think it's a mitzvah. So anyway, that's what we want. We, we, we love that. We live for that. Um, but, there, but then, but there's always, you can always tell when it's, when it's, when it's maching avek, when it's like sunness, when it's dismissiveness. And, and, and the attitude of like, come on, give me a break. This, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Really? Ah, oh, this is ridiculous. And, and more, one, more than one occasion, I had a guy like that still in my shear. And, 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 and it makes a major, significant, and severe impact on everybody around him. The people have grown to the point where they, they embrace it, and their, their, their questions are challenges. They want to they wanna know more. They want to grow. And, and they're born to the system of, of accepting when you have that one person, taka, it, it brings the whole system down. That's really what, what Shulchan Aruch is talking about. Um, that type of, of uh, dismissive attitude. Um, good. What? Yeah, so he says, you don't kick him out, but I did my very best. I would go to the, the, uh, the uh, director. The director of the program, which shall remain unnamed. Um, and more than one occasion, I'd say, like, you know, it was one, one, twice. It really happened twice, two different people. I said, I, I got to get this guy to my shear. Can't have him in my shear. So he didn't really have anywhere else to send him. That was the problem. Um, it took some time, but eventually uh, we set things up in such a way that he was able to get himself kicked out of yeshiva. Yes. <laughs> but um, that's, that's, that's what Shulchan Aruch is talking about. So, I, I, you know, you have to make your establish. You know, I made my establish. This kid is not a good person to be in the shear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But there's a Misa in the mirror where um, when uh, Rav Benish was nifter, there was a whole tutzach who was going to become. This is, a, I'm just, Rabbi Shane already took us a little bit off course. I'm going to take us more off course over here. So uh, there's a whole tutzach who's going to take over from Rav Benish Finkel. So there was like the, the one that they felt like was really the appropriate candidate who's going to take the mirror to the next, into the next Takufa, the next generation, you know, what we. Become the Rashiva building up the mirror. And there's, there was that fellow that everyone knew this is the ideal candidate to be the next Rashiva of the mirror, mirror in Yerushalayim. And then there was the, the one who wanted to be Rashiva. Someone else who really wanted to be the Rashiva, he felt Mitad he was the only one who was supposed to be the Rashiva, but everyone felt like there's candidate A and candidate B. Candidate A was the one that everyone felt he's this guy who has to be the Rashiva. He's the leader. Candidate B was the one that really wanted to be the Rashiva. So they went over to candidate B, like the, it was a very delicate, sensitive political kind of situation. What, what do they do about this? Because Kennedy had certain tainas and mitzad azichus, mitzad, you know, his placement within the yeshiva before Rebbeinu had been nifter. So they said, you know, we're 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 trying to figure out, you know, um, who's going to be the next yeshiva. So we're just like sitting down with everyone to just, you know, to work to make sure everyone understands what it means to be yeshiva the mir. 
So they gave him a long laundry list. It made it sound like the awfulest, most you know, ignominious, craziest, grueling jobs in the entire world. You know, you're not going to be able to sit and learn anymore. You're not going to have any time for this. Thing. Be running around fundraising all, 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 all day long and all year long and meet with all kinds of people and they're going to drain you up. They made it, they, 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 um, they, they were matliach in getting it to candidate A because they just, you know, it was all about the presentation. They made it sound like a very, 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 very awful job to have, the job of Rosh Hashiva. But getting back to uh, the, uh, the uh, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, there's one more caveat here, and teaching the Talmud Shein Hagen. So, so first of all, someone, so halacha uh, Someone's teaching Bali Shuv. First of all, you can teach anybody one on one. This halacha doesn't apply when you're teaching one on one. The guy could be, you know, the the uh, the most um, the biggest let's. The, the, the one who's the most anti-Yiddishkeit, you can teach him one-on-one. The problem is when you bring him to a group setting where everyone else is going up and he's going the opposite direction. That's where the problem begins. He, you have to make efforts not to have such a person in a group setting where he's going to undermine what you're trying to do. He is obligated to push himself in. He's, still trying, he's supposed to try to get into your shir, but you're supposed to try to get him out of your shir. And you're not obligated, by the way, to teach him this halacha, that he's chayv to push himself into your shir. You don't have to reveal that halacha to him. It's all part of... Uh, Maybe your responsibility in trying to get him out of the shir. Atinik shenishba again. Pashas does not apply to atinik shenishba. Um, and if you have, you can have a group constructed. This is milsad mistaber. You have three or four or five people. They're all in the same boat. All these really tough nuts to crack. You put them together and try to crack them all with one big nutcracker. One final caveat, though, uh, very interestingly, is uh, is uh, the more contemporary mechanchem gedayim mechanchem rasha yeshiva have said that this, you don't even think about this halacha until, until a, a, a bacher is like Oymad al-Adas gets to a, a certain point of his life's development and intellectual maturity, you don't even think about it. This doesn't apply. Um, the Chaznish said, until a bacher graduates what we call like Masifta high school, Yeshiva Katana, this halacha doesn't apply. Which would mean that if a, a, a Rebbe in, in a high school feels that there's a kid there that really is making a, 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 is, is, is a, you know, a, a bad influence, I, I may have to remove him because it's just not working in terms of the dynamics of the yeshiva. That's a different discussion. But the halach of Shulchan Aruch doesn't apply. The Chaznish held that uh, until, a, uh, until a, you know, a bacher, a teenager, is old enough that he, we, we can say that he, he, he can really start thinking about life with maturity, um, and, and, and with responsibility, he can't be called a Talmud Shein Ahogan yet. He's not a Talmud Shein Ahogan when he's still immature. He's still a kid, all kids are naturally rebellious. All, all kids are naturally test the system and test boundaries and, and try to you know, be defined. All, all kids naturally do this. Well, not all kids have to do this. They don't have to. But kids have a natural tendency to be defined, to, to test limitations, to push the boundaries. So he can't be called Talmud Shein Hagen yet if that's still his tendency. So it's, as, far as, as far as the Halach Shulchan Aruch goes, it doesn't apply until a, a, a kid becomes much older, until he's like in his base medrash years. That's when you can start to apply this Halacha. Um, that doesn't mean that you're chayv to keep every kid in the shir in, 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 in Masift in high school, but you know, the, the, the yeshiva has to decide what works for the yeshiva, but the Halach Shulchan Aruch doesn't apply. Rav Steinman famously was known, Rav Baron Leib, Baron Leib Steinman famously had a yeshiva. You can't, can't kick kids out. Of, kick, cannot kick kids out of yeshiva. Period. Well, you can never kick a kid out of yeshiva, and 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 it made 
you know, ram him crazy, this policy that he had. And people had to figure, bend over backwards to figure out how to work with it. But Rav Steinman held, and Chinuch, you, you can never kick a kid out of yeshiva. And it's coming from this Messiah um, of the Chaznish, which is saying that the Halach Shochanuch only applies when a kid already starts to have a certain independence of thought. Yeah. Chaznish said 17, 18. 17, 18. Now, nowadays, maybe it's 20, 20, 25, 30, I don't know. The Chaznish in the 50s said 17, 18. Um, okay, good. That's teaching the Tamshay and the Hagen, and that's, that's what we do. That's how to navigate and apply Shulchan Aruch in, 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 in um, yeshiva settings, in one on one settings, in Kirv settings. A couple more things over here. Um, what's interesting, it, it's the. Um, there's a halacha that the Gemara says in a couple places that you're not allowed to teach a guy. Um, it's it's the Afiyami Oyelim just had my cousin coming up again in Chagiga comes again, comes up towards the beginning of Chagiga. Um, um, you can't teach goyim. There's another pasuk. Um, he he. Um, um, Mishpat Elokei Yaakov. So there's two different psukim. Taisus asks, says, Tira, that, um, there's two different psukim. Taisus learns that there's two different halachas, one that, that the guy can't learn on his own, one that I'm not allowed to teach a guy. Um, in any case, there's a halacha that's Mufur Shagmar, that, 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 that you can't teach a guy Taira. They ask, the, 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 the um, earlier place can ask, how, how come this is omitted from Shulchan Aruch? But it's very interesting, the, the addition that they made copies from last week um, brings it down here in the Gillian. Eina Gillian, they bring down the earlier editions of Shulchan Aruch, actually, you can see in the top left margin, it's a little bit cut off, but, um, but they say that, that in the older Tufusim, Noisav Keta Zeh, in Sevzayin, Eim Lamdin, Lenachri. You can't teach a guy. So in the older editions of Shulchan Aruch, that was actually there, that it was made into Shulchan Aruch, you can't teach Torah to a guy. Now, obviously, there's, there were reasons why this was taken out of Shulchan Aruch, um, not, it's a little politically uh, sensitive and incorrect at halacha, but the nice Kalim that asked this question that didn't have access to that earlier edition, their answer is it's like a kavachim. If you can't teach tamatish and hagan, certainly you can't teach a guy. The problem with that kavachim is the way we just presented it. The reason you can't teach tamatish and hagan is because he's going to bring down the the oilam. So that was I mean the guy. You could teach a guy one on one, or if you have a guy who is who is who is uh, who loves truth, who's a seeker of truth, and he's not going to, he's only going to elevate the shit. You could teach him, like, these are problematic ideas, because it's a blanket issue, you can't teach a guy. So Lemais, in the early editions of Shulchan Aruch, that was actually there explicitly, you can't teach a guy. So let's just go through that quickly, because that also can be relevant. Um, you can't teach a guy. So, so, um, Rav Paiskim say that that's referring to Tersh Peh. Can't teach a guy Gemara. You can't teach a guy medrash rabba. You can't teach a guy rishonim. Commentaries, but ter- why should you teach him? Oh, that's something. That's something else. Yes, that's right. Missionaries. I mean, we, can make, we can't make any other cases. What if the guy comes in, the guy walks in one day and says, there's so much wisdom here. 
I'm seeking wisdom. Can you teach me? I have a half hour. Can you teach me some wisdom? Oh, wisdom. Yeah. No, curiosity. Maybe, maybe not. Depends where the kid is holding. Yeah, maybe, sometimes. Okay, but, but, uh, but yeah, but uh, could be, these things can be monetized also, certainly monetized. Um, so, right off the bat, Pashtas, the way in Halacha, we never mind that you can teach a guy, Tarish, teach him Tanakh, teach him Tanakh. Um, you can't really go more than the Pashtas, the Pesukim, you can tell him about Pashtas, if he, like, you know, what does this verse mean? You're allowed to give him a Pashtas in a verse. There's some cryptic verses in the Torah. You know, what was the debate between Moshe and Aaron in the beginning of uh, Pashashmini? They burnt the carbonus, not burnt the carbonus. It's hard to figure that out from the verse. You can give him a Pashat Mahalach in any verse in Tanakh that you're allowed to give to a guy. A guy comes over to you with his Bible. What does this verse mean over here? So you're allowed to give him a Pshat in any Pashat in Tanakh. You're teaching him Tershah B'Ichsav. To get into the Midrashim, to the Agadatas, the Gemaras, and beyond, that's Tarsha Baal Peh. That's what you're not allowed to teach a guy. And that, that's it. You can't teach a guy Tarsha Baal Peh. What's called teaching a guy Tarsha Baal Peh? Now, this is a, something else. Anyone that's worked in Kirov settings, taught at any yeshiva or in any community program where you have to work with people you're being makarv, inevitably is going to face the Shiloh. What happens if you're teaching a group of people and you, lo, and you, lo and behold, you discover there's a guy, a guy present, there's a guy there in your group. There's a guy there. So that was the other question. That's the other. What if you're teaching two people? And one of them is a guy, one of them is a yid. Okay. What? Okay, so what do you do? What do you do? So, so, so we are base ourselves on the, the Moshe writes us in a tshuva that um, it's okay. You can keep teaching. You can keep teaching. Why? Because you're allowed to say, what, what are we saying? I'm saying, I, 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 I was hired to teach Yidin. I was hired to be Makar of Yidin. And this guy, he snuck into the group. I'm not teaching him. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to help him out. I'm here to help everybody else. He snuck in. What am I supposed to do about that? I, I can't control that. That's not something I can control. So if you find out that someone in your group is not Jewish, you don't have to stop, you don't have to suddenly switch over to Tarsha B'chsav, you know, get, suddenly get really creative on your toes, or suddenly switch over to Sipurit Tzadikim, Chasid you know, nice, nice inspiring stories, Hashgach HaPratis ideas. No, you don't have to do any of the above. I'm teaching the Yidin over here. This, this guy, he's not in. That's not my, I'm not shoulder because the guy is present. He's not the one I'm teaching. I'm teaching everybody else. If it turns out everybody is a guy, you know, let's say you teach you have a shear of 12 people, and you find out that everybody in the shear is a guy, that's a different, that, I mean, you have problems. Problems over there. What if he asks you a question? What? Oh, what if he asks you a question? If a guy asks you a question, you're allowed to give him a simplistic answer. You're allowed to give him a simplistic answer. You give him a simplistic answer. You don't have to ignore the question. Oh, how often this happens? I don't think Ramesha says a percentage. I, don't, I, I, I think it could be. I, I think even if it's Echad Be'elif is, is a Yid, you're okay, because that's what I'm teaching.
the, the, the yeshivas tried their very best not to accept goyim. They tried. They try to screen them. They try to. They, they, the age tries to screen people. They, if, Listen, if you have to take these kids on, this is because of the you know, government funding and things like that. You have to, you know, you have the, we accept students of any race, religion, or creed, right? So why are you, why are you taking all these kids that are not, that are not Jewish? Why are you taking them? Why are you accept them? Why are you accepting them in your program? Why did you take Goyim? Oh, okay. So, so then even one out of a thousand is a Yid. You can still teach them. Once they're in, they're in. I mean, you know, it's, uh, try to encourage them to find somewhere else, but you're allowed to keep going once they're in. You're allowed to keep going. Right. So then, then he's a guy, and once you find this out, see, you have to very gel- delicately and gently sort of sit down with them and say, look, you know, at the right time, you have to explain to him that he's not really considered Jewish halachically. You have to, you know, be the right person, have the right approach to be able to explain this, and you say, like, you know, um, you have to kind of, you know, you're at a crossroads, you have to make a decision. You're not technically speaking Jewish, so this is not really the right place for you. You can become Jewish, and you can make this the right place, and you really have to decide. But you have to ask him to make a decision. You have to ask this guy, fellow to make a decision. Right. Oh, by the way, you know, Reveli Bear, as you said earlier, we generally do, we do not proselytize. We don't try to get going to become Yidin. But this is the one exception. This also, Rav Moshe says this, that if you find out that the person's father was a Yid, even though the mother was not a Yid, the mother was guy, but the father was Jewish, the kid is halachically not Jewish, but since the father was Jewish, there isn't any to try to, to, bring him, to make him Jewish. So you could, you could put that out there for him. You know, we'd love to you know, show you how you can make yourself a proper Jew, but you're currently not a proper Jew. So the way you are right now, this is not the right environment for you. But, you know, let us, you know, you, you should just, you have to make that decision. What? The second one, I think, is Mipi The first one is a Tshuva. The first one is Gujuk, the one I mentioned earlier, that uh, your Kavon is for the, the Yidin, not the guy. If you find that there's a guy in your audience, that's, that's in, printed. The second one, I think, is just Mipi that there's an in it to be Megayer um, uh, if the father. I don't think that one's printed. Um, okay, but uh, that's Lamaisa, a guy who hangs around, who, who uh, even if his father's Jewish, but if his mother's not Jewish, as you do have to at a certain point, you got to tell him, you know, Rib, 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 uh, rib Goy, Rib Goy, you have to make a decision. You, you know, you, you, know, you, you want to be one of us, great. We'd love to have you. We'll continue to teach you. But, you know, you have to, you have to decide, are, are, you know, right? Are you with us? You're against us? Which side, which side are you on? I had a Misa with Rishmuel Kamenetsky. I had asked this question regarding someone whose father, this exact case, father's a Jewish, mother's a guy, and he, um, he has an interest in knowledge and wisdom. I don't know if we've seen that translated into uh, prophets yet. It hasn't, I don't know if it's been monetized, but, but he loves to learn. He loves to learn, and he's been 
No, he's hanging out, coming to Shiurim. I asked Rabbi Shmuel this question, you know, what, what, what do we do with this fellow? I, I, he, I don't teach him one-on-one. He comes to classes that I give. You know, what do we do? This is, what I said earlier was more or less exact that I got from Rabbi Shmuel, which, which is that, you know, if he persists in coming, you got to tell him, you know, you, you have to decide. This is, currently, this is not the right environment for you. This is not, uh, you know, where, 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 uh, where, where your destiny lies, you know. Um, it's up to you to decide if you want to make this, that, that environment, which is, which is w- with the right environment for you. But you have to decide, you know, which side of the fence you're on. You want to be Jewish, we'll tell you how to be Jewish. If you don't want to be Jewish, this is really not the right place for you. Um, okay, there's... Uh, he stopped coming to my shiurim. But he still, I think he still goes to other ones. He's t- I, 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 it was a very pleasant discussion. As the Godelador said this, yeah. It was a very pleasant discussion, but he stopped coming to my shiurim. Um, I, I don't know. I'm saying Ramayusha says it's an to try to be a guy. I explain, you know, we're, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll help you out. We'll help you out, you know, help you, uh, show you how to become a yid. Okay. Um, yeah, finally, let's speak out one thing. In the, um, well, there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot to speak out in Ches. We're not going to talk about that this week. We'll talk about this next week. In Tess, just one, one, one final thing in Tess. Ches is about, the, the, we've been talking about the Talmud Shainahogan. Ches is about the, the, the Rav Shainahogan. What's the Rebbe? The Rebbe's a bum. What are you do with the Rebbe's a bum? How do you gauge that? How do you judge that? What do you do? What, what do you do with Reb Meir? Coming up again in Chagigo. Reb Meir, who learned from Acher, Elisha ben Avuyo, right? What do we do? Reb Meir's Rebbe was, was uh, Acher. The, 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 the well-known Acher, the Apikaris of, of the Gemara, that was Rebbe's, Mayor's Rebbe. That's Ches, what do you do when the Rebbe's, Rebbe Shainhagen, so that we'll discuss next week. But Tess talks about um, the Tzura, the setup of, of during Shir, the Tamidim and, 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 and the Rebbe. So it, it, it's interesting, the halachas, the, the Tamidim are supposed to sit in a circle, semicircle in front of the Rebbe, and that's because they're all supposed to be able to see the Rebbe. Kadeshu Kulam Rayim is Harav. The Shaimim Devarov. They should see him and they should hear what he, what he has to say. Um, and uh, there's also, Dafya Yamidin had this recently. The Pasuk says, Your eye should see the, 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 the Rebbe. It's a Pasuk. I once had a, a Misa just to illustrate the importance of this. Um, you want to see the Rebbe in action, what he's teaching? I mean, it's, it's his words, it's the sound waves, not the. Not the it's not the video, it's the audio, right? Why do you have to see him? So, um, when, when I was uh, a bacher in the mirror, I was in Rav Ashashir. Rav Ashashir was, um, then it was about 200 people. Now it's about, I don't know, six or 700 people. And he didn't have a shirim that could accommodate 200 people. His shirim could accommodate like 160 people, and there were another 20 people standing in the back. And he gave shirim the bomb shelter, of the mirror, where it was like divided by a concrete wall into two sides. So it was the side that could see Ravasha, the side that couldn't see Ravasha. That was 160 people. There were 20 people clogging. You know, you had a 20, maybe even a 30 or 40 man fire hazard in the back of the bomb shelter, just standing in the back, you know, with, with clipboards, taking notes, trying to see Ravasha. And then there were 20 people uh, in, in, in two dorm rooms on the fourth floor of the mirror who listened uh, over a broadcaster. Uh, they had a speaker system. So when I started this year, I was in the, the speaker system room. I had a makam kavua. There were three beds in the room. Each bed 
had four spots on the bed. So I was spot number three on one of the, the bed that was by the window. And after about a half a year, I got a seat on the non-visual um, side of the bomb shelter, the side that you couldn't see your vasher. Then I moved up to the side that you could see your vasher. So I was once speaking it out with, uh, I had a, uh, um, uh, like a, a Rebbe that I consulted with, not, not Ravasher. When I was in Ravasher here, I was speaking this out with the Rebbe. You know, like, you really had to push and push and push to, you had to fight for a good seat. And you had to speak to the guy, make the guy crazy, make sure they knew who you were. So like, I said, oh, look, I'm sitting, I have a place, I, I hear everything you're saying, I'm writing everything down. Um, why do I need a push to get to the other side of the, of the bam shelter to be able to see Ravasher? What's the big deal? I, I'm right there, I hear everything saying, I have a comfortable seat, I have a stender. He said, You're getting his Torah, but you're not getting his Nitzaitis. This is what he told me. They're a lit- from a Litvish Rav, a Litvish Rebbe of mine. You're getting his turbi, you're not getting his Nitzaitis. So I don't know what that means. But, but, but vice versa, but it's the Ptak and Shulchan Aruch. It's not just about hearing the Torah, it's about getting the Nitzaitis, and that's why you have to see your Rebbe also when he's giving Shir. So on Zoom, do you get Nitzaitis from Zoom? I don't think so. I don't think so. You see pixels, you're seeing pixels. We can't get Nitzaitis from Zoom, but, but it's definitely better than not, not hearing Shir at all. Um, Nah, you think that's like what? If you hang a picture of a vasher on the wall? Yeah, I don't know if you get any tights. I don't think you can get any tights through Zoom. You're not seeing him. You're seeing, the, you're seeing a pixelated represent, digital representation. But, uh, but it's, it's certainly, you're still getting Torah. You're getting Torah. But I, I don't know if that's called Vahayuaynecha Raisas Mayrecha. And okay, then we'll stop over here. Everyone be well and have a wonderful week. It's time to see everybody. 11.45, the Chanukah Sabais of Or HaToyra. And there will be a pickup from Politz at 11.30. Okay? Details will follow for the 11.30 pickup from Pulitz. Mincha 12.45.